Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. Today is Thursday, December 29th. It is six minutes after nine. It's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall has the day off and filling in today. We have Tony Kinnett. And on a personal note, as we begin the show, we both have some birthday greetings to mention. Today is both of our dad's birthdays. That is right. Mike well, Kinnett. Well, Mike my dad. Kinnett. Happy birthday, Mike. Do we do we know how old Mike is? He was born in 71. So you do the math. It's, it's either 50 or 51, something like that. You just stop it right there your dad was born in 71 that is true wow i'm older than your dad tony i'm sorry about that i can't i can't help <laughs> being a millennial uh and my dad wow. had me young so here we are <laughs> okay well happy birthday to him gen xer uh you know your dad and i uh have both been we were both born when hoover was still the director of the fbi men were still landing on the moon at that point that's how old we are uh, I also have to wish, uh, well, I don't have to wish him happy birthday, but it's interesting. We Our dads both have a birthday on the same day. Of course, my, right. my father has passed away. Today would have been his 80th birthday. And uh, so uh, dads are the best. Absolutely. We love dads. They're, they're fantastic. Well, happy birthday, Mike Kinnett. We appreciate you. It is seven minutes after nine, and uh, let's talk about what's going on with air travel and especially those traveling from China. The Biden administration is going to require airline passengers traveling from China to test negative for COVID before entering the U.S. This oh, wait, wait, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. Travel restrictions yeah. on people coming to the United States from China? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is as concerned as growing about the widespread transmission of course china has lifted all their covid protocols and isn't that interesting they are lifting theirs while we're reinstating some of ours here now let's see who does this involve well it's all passengers age two and older and the flight originating from china hong kong or macau they're required to get tested two days before their departure (gasps) to the u.s it applies to any nationality, any vaccine status, and uh, U.S. health officials said that they have limited information about what is actually going on on the ground in China. Wait a minute, any vaccine status? I was reliably informed that if you had the vaccine, that somehow protected you from transmitting the virus. Are you telling me Mm -hmm. that was a lie? (laughs) Gosh, what a shock. And also, you're like once again telling me that for some crazy reason, Biden is allowed to restrict people coming from China, but when Trump suggested it, he was xenophobic? Mm -hmm. Whoa! Yeah, so this also includes two passengers flying from South Korea, also Toronto, and Vancouver. <laughs> China, South Korea, and Toronto. Yes, uh-huh. the three. <laughs> well, they say that's because where that's where the most flights go through. Right. Toronto's an international right. hub. And when they come to the United States. Um, so, but my question is, uh, what about the people that are crossing the border? So what you're telling me is if you have a proper passport and documentation 
but you're coming from China, you need to get a COVID test. Of course. But if you cross the border illegally without ID, you can just come on in. It doesn't matter what's going on, right? Yeah, COVID can't speak Spanish, so uh, and you're not. It can't really infect people south of the border. It's kind of been a really interesting vaccination strategy down there. Yeah, and we just uh, talked about yesterday how the Boston school system is considering the temporary masking back when students... Well, it's just two weeks. Just two weeks to slow the spread, Casey. It's temporary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We'll be back in no time. Deja vu. Make it stop. When have we ever lied to you before and before <laughs> that and before that? And before that and for the past three years, whatever. Uh, another day of Southwest airline fun. Uh, of course, Southwest canceled more flights, 60% of their schedule, nearly 90% of all overall cancellations in the U.S. Another day of disruptions. I spoke with my mom last night, and she was planning a trip. Well, she's still planning a trip to go from St. Louis to Florida the first week in January, but uh, she's very concerned about it. She's going to have to call my sister and see what their plans are, if they're still going to go, if they still think the flights are actually going to happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You book a flight right now. You are just gambling with your time and your money. I mean, you are. The American airline system has not really evolved in the last several years because there's not really been a reason for them to, other than minor security upgrades and adding a little charging port next to your seat, the airlines have had no reason to improve. People are still going to buy airline tickets. They're still going to go to the airlines and the airports where certain airlines have a large share, and you're basically at their mercy. What are you going to do? Not fly? That's the only threat to their business. So Southwest basically built themselves an infrastructure out of popsicle sticks, duct tape, and unicorn wishes, (laughs) and it all came crumbling down. Shocker. And not to mention their policies of overbooking flights and screw over passengers. This is just par for the course. They're reaping what they sowed. So tens of thousands of passengers uh, also struggling with their luggage being lost. Have you seen the video and the pictures of these people in airports with their just luggage spread out everywhere? Of course, Southwest allows travelers to check two bags for free. And now you might be thinking to yourself, I'll just Take that carry-on with they, me and pack lighter next they, time. Uh, they fly for free. They don't arrive for free. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're not guaranteed that that's, one. That's a whole other thing. Well, you know, Southwest has been having problems for years, and uh, they also gave all of those pilots early retirement and or a, a soft suggestion of early retirement. And now, because of shortage of staff and the technical issues, and then, of course, the weather that came through... They were saying, oh, not prepared. Uh, the Southwest CEO did take the blame for it. He did say that it all stops with him. They canceled my flight after being here for six hours. Then on Saturday, it was rebooked for Saturday. I was here for another six hours, and they canceled my flight. So they, they've nailed down two out of the three-step process, and that was to admit the mistake, apologize, and then take corrective action. So the CEO of Southwest, he did admit the mistakes. He has apologized, and now they're on to step three, which, of course, is to take corrective action and fix the problem. And, of course, this is spearheaded by Mayor Pete, 
Transportation Secretary. He's on it. I know that makes you feel confident. I mean, uh, it was funny earlier when you said, you know, tens of thousands of passengers are stranded in airports and they're also their luggage is everywhere else. I can tell you one passenger that has no problem getting around the country whenever he chooses to do so. And that is Transportation Pete. Mm-hmm. Old Choo Choo himself gets to fly all around the country in his private plane and go wherever he needs to go with instant access and clearance. And he can take any Choo Choo train he likes all over the country and he can drive anywhere he likes in his fancy new electric vehicle because he's of the elite. He doesn't Mm -hmm. really care about you. He has no answers for this. He didn't solve the supply chain crisis. We're still dealing with supply chain issues that many countries have been alleviated from. Yet you walk into most local convenience stores in Indiana and you'll find half the shelves with huge gaps in supplies on any given day of the week. Mm -hmm. If he can't even get the supply chain right, how on earth is he going to get things like massive national transportation infrastructure right? Okay, well, the Department of Transportation did send out a tweet and they said they are concerned by Southwest's unacceptable rate of cancellations and delays. We're saved. And uh, the department will examine whether cancellations were controllable and if Southwest is complying with its customer service plan. So, oh, thank God. So I, I feel to, better. They're going to examine it. Ah, yes. Ah, ah, see, I, I see that you've been stuck in an airport for, you know, 36 hours. What you need is an examination and a physical. Thank you. <laughs> ah, I, I, for one, feel both loved and respected by our transportation department. Well, why does uh, Mayor Pete always sound like he's on a, a press junket? He he sounds like he could be a spokesperson for the airlines sometimes. Let's take a listen. And we are past the point where they could say that uh, this is a weather-driven issue. Don't get me wrong. All of this began with that uh, severe storm. We saw winter weather affecting the country and uh, severely disrupting all airlines, our entire aviation system. But as of today, the rest of the aviation system is down to a rate of about 4% of flights being canceled. And as you reported, we're north of 60% right now uh, when it comes to Southwest. So what this indicates is a system failure, and they need to make sure that these stranded passengers get to where they need to go and that they are provided adequate compensation, not just for the flight itself, and they should absolutely be providing refunds for those flights that were canceled if passengers aren't able to fly or choose not to fly, but also things like hotels, like ground transportation, like meals, because this is the airline's responsibility. So Southwest Customer Service Plan notes that it will provide vouchers and lodging for delays and cancellations that are within their control. So uh, I, I do want to make something very clear here because I give him such a hard time all the time. There is nothing wrong with what Pete said in that in that statement. No, and that's I, what I'm saying. It, he sounds like he's good. on a press junket. He, he absolutely correct. It's, it's their responsibility. It's mm-hmm. And this is a problem with a lot of American corporate infrastructure. They just don't upgrade anything because it costs money to upgrade things. Mm-hmm. There are several local businesses in Indiana, one of which I'm worked, I have worked for that I will leave off of the air out of respect, I guess, that uh, decided not to upgrade their infrastructure and then they were hit with ransomware like weeks later after it was like, hey, maybe you should not have a computer system running off of a 1995 computer. And they ignored them. And then they were basically they lost millions and millions of dollars. And it's kind of a similar thing you're seeing here with Southwest. You have stewardesses calling in and basically begging anyone to give them a kind of schedule. And they're using like some 1980s phone scheduling system mm-hmm. like that you would see uh, on like an old teletext. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. They said that this was technical issues and it's because they had so many cancellations that the 
technology, the system that they're using couldn't keep up. Yeah, when you're communicating by Morse and horseback, it's kind of <laughs> difficult to keep up with the times. I do want to point out, though, that, that Secretary Pete, there's no actual, he's like, we're past the point of this. We're past the point of this. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, where are the ramifications? Right. They're still getting tons and tons of leeway from the Federal Aviation Administration in absolutely everything that they do. They still get tons of tax kickbacks from various states for holding a large share in their state's airport. They're still getting all of these benefits, when is someone actually going to say no, just because you're a big business doesn't mean you get special treatment? Well, he said they're going to examine them. Oh, good. No, the old examination. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Southwest did say that they were going to honor reasonable requests for reimbursement for meals, hotel, and alternate transportation. They get to decide what means reasonable. What's reasonable? In that yeah. Check your terms of service when you buy a plane ticket. It is 18 minutes after nine, and you're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, 23 minutes after 9. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Tony Kennett is filling in today as Rob is enjoying his last final hours of vacation let's talk about uh this george santos right this Mm, is the representative elect and the district attorney from nassau county said that she is going to investigate him this comes after reports that he fabricated large parts of his personal and professional history he embellished on his resume he didn't actually graduate from college like he said he did he didn't actually work for citigroup or goldman sachs like he said he did he's not actually jewish like he kind of said he was although he said jew ish kind of like ah the the inclusion of the hyphen that's a nice save you got to do the air quotes on that Yeah, yeah so my question is she's going to investigate what lies isn't that almost a prerequisite to be a politician these days it kind of seems like it i mean is elizabeth warren native american yet is inflation still transitory? Uh-huh. If I get the vaccine, I won't ever get COVID, right? There you go. I mean, these are all lies that we've been told. So we're going to investigate this guy. I mean, he's a total loser yeah, for, I don't, for doing I think, this, I, again, but just, what's it, the point? They it, all lie. It's preening and posturing. Well, I'm going to investigate him as she's you know, feverishly clutching her pearls. Because it's not enough to just say, yeah, kind of a gross dude. He's kind of a you know, serial liar. You know, mm-hmm. Kind of said some really gross things. Claimed some really disturbing stuff. You know, like claiming that his family were survivors of the Holocaust and making up a last name to try to mm-hmm. fabricate some kind of sympathy for him, I guess. And uh, no... Uh, uh, not not at all. You, but you don't have to. Again, everyone immediately has to turn the dial to 11. You can't just say, yeah, bad person. Kind of don't like him. Kind of. I think they suck. But mm-hmm. no, you have to say, oh, we're going to investigate him. And then we're going to hit him in the kneecaps. And then we're going to throw him off a bridge in New York. It's like, oh, OK, that's a little much, perhaps. Well, let's take a listen. Here he is claiming that his family 
are survivors of the Holocaust. To the point where my grandfather was born in Kiev uh, and left, left in the late 20s and migrated to Belgium where he met my grandmother and then started a family. But uh, it's just very vague and faint. We don't carry the, the Ukrainian last name. Um, for a lot of people who are uh, descendants of World War II refugees or survivors of the Holocaust, so a lot of names and paperwork were changed in, in name of survival. So I don't carry the family last name that would have been Zabrowski. Uh, I carry my, my mother's maiden name was Devolder, uh, which is the Dutch side of uh, the family. But there's not many. Wait, the Dutch side of the family that moved to Belarus, and he moved from... I, also, I do want to point out how we all started calling it Kiev after a year ago, when before that it was Kiev. Mm-hmm. And like, everyone called it Kiev before that. Like, everyone on Earth outside of Ukraine called it that. Now it's always Kiev. Mm-hmm. No, get it. Stop it. Well, stop it, it. It appears that uh, George Santos made up a family name. But oh, what a surprise. He said that he remains committed to delivering results for the American people. But how can his constituents trust him at all? I mean, it just looks to like... To represent them. I mean, do they want a complete, total liar representing I mean, them? So Herschel Walker, but North... I mean, that's that's just what I'm getting out of this. I mean, we put forward a lot of garbage candidates. There are a lot of garbage candidates running around. You you said, you know, the prerequisite to being a politician. And then, you know, comes out, yeah, I'm a liar, but oh, you can still trust me. I mean, it's like a lot of the senators who voted for omnibus packages, but then, you know, the Republican <laughs> Party released a statement that said, well, we're the party of limited government and, and right. low spending. Fiscal responsibility. No, you're not. I mean, just, like, you're, you're just, you're not. You, you cannot keep attempting to pull the wool over my eyes and telling me that it's a lovely, soft, snowy exterior. It just doesn't work like that. It's not how that functions. Well, it's been 973 days since you, as an American, have been able to walk around our Capitol Mm. in Washington, D.C., and Kevin McCarthy vows he's going to open it. And we're going to get into that next from 93 WIBC. She grew up in Indiana town, had a good-looking mom. 9.33, it is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall has the day off, and Tony Kennett is in, and you just gasped. I did, audibly. I did gasp. What's going on? You looked at your laptop and went, <gasps> So this is, uh, this is this morning, or yesterday morning, it's from Time, as in, you know, Time magazine. Mm-hmm. So Time History tweeted this out. The white supremacist origins of exercise... <laughs> Of exer- like working out? Of working out. Of and exercise. six other surprising facts about the history of U.S. physical fitness. Huh. Yeah, that's right, guys. Going to the gym is now white supremacy. Be flabby, be woke. You're racist if you have guns. I just can't. <laughs> so, and I mean muscles. Huh. Oh, my goodness. Hey, uh, Kevin McCarthy has vowed to open the Capitol. Uh, he reminded people that it's been closed to most visitors since, well, two years, seven months, and 29 days. He originally fired off a letter just days after the midterms. This is when I think he assumed he would be Speaker of the House, uh-huh. and he hasn't exactly locked that down just yet. But uh, he said, "There's, you know, we we've got to we've got to have this open. The the posture is no longer acceptable." 
So Kevin McCarthy thinks that what Americans are worried about is whether we can go to D.C. and walk around in the Capitol, not whether the alphabet agencies, the FBI and the CIA are collaborating to censor Americans on social media, not whether there are millions of illegal immigrants, including drug traffickers and fentanyl, streaming across the border, not the hyperinflation, not the fact that the Senate just passed a massive omnibus spending package, not the rampant violence, not the mass shootings that are caused by a number of factors, not the amazingly discriminatory attack against the Second Amendment, but whether we can walk around the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Ah, yes. Real Republican leadership. Oh, I... God, thank God he's here. I'm so glad that he's a leader. Mm. He said reopening the House is more than just a symbolic measure. Government of the people, by the people, and for the people requires interaction with the people. Oh, yes, because Kevin just like sets up a psychiatrist, like Lucy from Peanuts, like psychiatrist table in the U.S. Capitol, like <laughs> see me five cents. Mm-hmm. And people just walk up and he interacts with his constituents. Uh, mm-hmm. No, the U.S. Capitol is for one thing and one thing alone. It's for tour groups. That's it. That's that's the only reason people go to the U.S. Capitol and to stand in the rotunda. That's it. Let's not pretend that it's anything else. Have you ever been there? Several times. Yeah. It, I, I, it, is, it is cool. It's, it's gorgeous. It's very, very I, I own neat. the Lego set at home. It's a beautiful piece of architecture. Um, I really love the beauty mm-hmm. of the entire way that the Capitol is constructed, its history, um, the, the really cool part about building the dome. It's like part, you know, after the, the Civil War and dealing with that. Really amazing stuff. I, I have disliked the last couple times I've been in D.C., walking around and seeing the big gates erected and the fences and the security guards. I think that's kind of weird. But making this the number one priority, like that's what we're focusing on right now, uh, it's it's virtue signaling. It's just from the right. A lot of people are uh, saying that they would like Jim Jordan to be the Speaker of the House. I agree. So now we're at this point where... and. Th- I've mentioned this before. You, you, they can't decide on who is going to be Speaker of the House. The Republican National Chairperson. Some people are calling for her to get booted. She should be. Uh, you've got Trump, the only one who's come out officially and said he's running for president. And, of course, the party is split on him. You've got all these rhinos running around saying that they're for limited government and fiscally responsible yet signing away on the atrocious omnibus bill Mm -hmm. none of them are on the same page well that's because the republican party has become inefficient and useless Uh, republican party is not supposed to be the bevy of conservatism and liberty in the country it is a it is a political party and what that means it is just a means of getting individuals elected that is all the democrat party is supposed to be but republicans as a movement as a group of individuals cannot decide what that movement is Mm -hmm. supposed to be they can't decide where we're walking to because in a lot of states like in our red state of indiana status quoism is far more important than principles, not rocking the boat and just kind of moving along through the sludge and mire of bureaucracy. It's just easier. It's just easier for them to take your money, to take your vote, to pat you on the head like the Grinch pat Cindy Lou Who and send you to bed because you're not going to do anything. You value comfort over liberty Mm. and they know it. Uh, Let's talk about Lauren Boebert for just a second. Do we have to? Uh, Well, okay. You know what? How about we listen to her? I'll I'll give you that. I will give you that. Let's hear it. Let's listen to her because she fired Nancy Pelosi. Like the first five seconds of her talking is the best part. Uh, and, And then we'll discuss. Madam Speaker, the American people have spoken. They have fired you and have chosen to end the Democrats' one-party rule throughout our government. 
the days of this chamber being treated as Pelosi's house instead of the people's house are over. The American people will once again be allowed into this chamber to see their representatives at work. Republicans made a lot of promises on the campaign trail. It's time we make good on those promises. We must defund the 87,000 IRS agents that the Democrats hired, increase domestic energy production, get to the bottom of Hunter Biden's corruption, and of course the big guy who's at least compromised by 10%, reinstate the servicemen and women who were shamefully discharged because they refused to take the COVID vaccine, reduce government spending and curb inflation, secure the southern border, at which there is a complete invasion, and reduce the flow of China's fentanyl into our communities. Republicans across America ran on these policies. God help us if we fail to deliver on them. And with that, I yield. Okay, so she's pretty spunky. And everything she said sounded pretty darn good. I disagree. Okay. You don't think she's Every spunky? Every time you get up, I, I, she is spunky. Yes, okay. that, yeah, that's, that's super. She's got spirit. She's got moxie, you know, whatever. But yeah. I, my, here's my thing. Every time you get up and speak in front of a group of people, you don't have to sound like the president from the sci-fi movie Independence Day. The American people have spoken and you are fired. And, and they just go on and on. You're like, okay, we get it. Get to the point. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to say you're fired, go ahead, do it. I'm, I'm cool with that. I really dislike Pelosi. Glad to see her get fired. Super cool. Now, where's the substance? And it Mm -hmm. took her a good 35 to 45 seconds to actually get to listing the policies that Americans are concerned about. And then she listed the policies and I was with her. But I had to get through her showboating Mm -hmm. to actually get to the policies. I'm not a fan of that. I I didn't elect you to Congress or the the people of Colorado did not elect her to Congress to see her run around and prance and preen like she's so great. Stop. Just get to the policies. That's why we're listening. Well, she did learn a lot from Donald Trump in her delivery. I mean, yeah, I mean, she she did. I just think that Trump has what, way more of a presence than, than she does. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trump also has way more of a presence than Matt Getz and other populist members of Congress who are t- kind of trying to do like the, the imitation routine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with, with them, okay, you know, well, pushing policies. But yeah, I mean, just the way they carry themselves is, is rather immature, in my opinion. OK, you just mentioned populist. And as we just discussed moments ago that they're n- none of them are on the same table isn't that what you want at least somebody who's got a message that everybody can agree on i mean that's just regardless you know, of the delivery uh i don't know because it, there's there's a difference between supporting what's popular and and supporting specific policies and not faltering on those mm-hmm. um so when i was going around talking about school board candidate you know validity you know what made a good school board candidate in the state of indiana there were things that parents said that were verifiably true there were also things that parents and and others said that were ver- that were not true at all that were false, that they may have sounded good and really fit the narrative. Um, like, for example, there was a myth that there were litter boxes in Kokomo in the Kokomo school system. Right. There weren't. There just weren't. And I'm not saying that there never will be litter boxes anywhere, but there weren't. And to go around saying things, even though they sound good, even though everyone really agreed with the outrage towards it, even though it might push good policy, does not make it a good platform for running any kind of an election. And I feel like that's what populists do. And I'm not saying I feel like it because I kind of have a hint of that. I have definitely 
prominent examples of populist members of Congress Mm -hmm. and also of populist advocates here in the state of Indiana basically saying whatever really riles people up to try and drive change and get them elected. We have yet to see if those kind of populist measures actually push good policy. Right. Do anything once they're in office. All right. It is the Kendall and Casey show. It's 93 WIBC. And Michelle Obama has said something that maybe we can all agree on. (laughs) (laughs) And that's on the way from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Guess who just got back today? That wild that voice that had been away. Haven't changed, had much to say. Good morning. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. And that guy singing along is Tony Kinnett. So Michelle Obama said something, something that we can all possibly agree with. She said she couldn't stand Barack for 10 years. (laughs) Same. Uh, (laughs) Right. uh, Same. Didn't we all? So my question is, is she running for president? Because that's a platform right there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I also can really get behind the sentiment of discount Oprah. Um, that, yeah, she really does think, you know, <laughs> Obama's great. Wait, why does she say she didn't like Obama for 10 years? She said she couldn't stand him. She said there was 10 years there where she just couldn't stand it. And it was when her daughters were young. When oh, Wait a minute. That was like when they were married? It's not like she they're just knew him st- for a long time. They're still married, you well, know. I mean, no, I mean, like, like when, like, yes, this is before she hated him while they were together. While they were married, while the daughters were ages seven and ten when they moved into the White House, she said it was hard. Oh. Uh, oh. She said for ten years they were both trying to build their careers and worrying about school and who's doing what. And she said that marriage isn't fifty-fifty ever. There are times when she was seventy and he was thirty, and there were times when. He was 60 and she was at 40% and it went on like that for 10 years and they've been married for 30 now and she said she would take 10 bad years in the life of the 30 of their marriage okay, so far. I, I, so I, I'm, I am not in any way, shape or form going to pretend that I am an expert on marriage at all, but I have a, a small philosophy that I feel like always carries through that I, I learned from someone who was older than me and had a very long, successful marriage. I'm interested. Don't key your own car. Don't key your own car. You, you know how many negative statements I've said about Bethany on the air in public? Zero. You know how many negative statements I am ever going to say about the most wonderful thing that has ever and will ever happen to me in public, in air or in private? Zero. Mm-hmm. I love that woman. I am never going to ever suggest that I at any time hate her, that, oh, I hated him for 10 years. Why would you do that to your spouse on air? Mm-hmm. People, I, that is, it's so unnecessary. Even if it, well, I take the good and the bad. Okay, when it's the bad, Theoretically, it's supposed to be you and your spouse versus the problem, even though if, if it's not, just it's so tacky and it, it's just it's, it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It's like watching Jerry Springer, like you cringe a little bit, but you kind of you can't turn away because you're like, oh, my gosh, they're actually saying this on national television. So the Obamas met in a law firm in Chicago in 1989 and their net worth now is at least 70 million dollars. <laughs> so hopefully all of the. Outside problems are no longer there. You know the the money worries. Money doesn't cr- money doesn't buy happiness, but I'd rather cry in a mansion. 
Right. But I'm just saying, you know, that that is one of the number one arguments that married couples have. It's about money. Yeah. So they don't have that problem anymore. The children are older. They're empty nesters now. So hopefully they'll figure it out. And this is all part of her book, which is called The Light We Carry, her second book. Oh, and so stunning. It was, it was published in November. And that's why I'm saying, is she running for president? I mean, I don't know if she she's actually has. She's got another has, book out. I don't know if she has the broad-based support to do so. Again, I think that she's discount Oprah in the way that I think that Joe Rogan is Oprah for dudes. I mean, these are individuals who who really don't have a lot to uh, bring in as far as experience and, and life. They're just really good at talking to people who agree with them or or who disagree with them in, in, in the case of Rogan, you know, bringing in that example. I, I just don't really see that personality is going to lead to a campaign, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, I cannot see shooting myself in the foot saying that I hated my spouse for 10 years. That just blows my mind. Yeah. And how do you think that makes him feel? You know, that's exactly the question. I it, it, you know, because she makes the case. Well, you know, we were both focusing on our careers. Oh, so you put both of your careers ahead of your marriage. That's what you just admitted that you mm-hmm. valued going to work and people looking at you and thinking you're great over the person that you vowed to love more than anything. Wow. Okay. I see where your priorities are now. Now I think that you have even less character than I already thought you had. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC and that is Tony Kinnett. And uh, let's talk about this poll that was done by AP VoteCast and they say that the GOP gap is with independent voters and that's where the GOP can really clean up. Independent voters don't entirely blame Biden for the bad economy, although they rated it poorly Mm -hmm. Uh, and they do say that inflation is the result of factors outside of Biden's control but this is an area where the GOP can come in and sway some of these independents and get them on their side. I mean, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think that the whole, you know, like bastion of independent voters is is more of a myth than people let on. A lot of people, I think, on the inside actually kind of lean to more to the left or to the right. It's very difficult to be completely apolitical. But given that, yeah, I think that when, you know, leaders in your party come out and say, and Mitch McConnell's wife, insert racist terms for Asian people. And then you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he just said that. It's kind of hard to sway independent voters. I mean, you know, I... I I just don't see the reason that we have to bring in the bad with the good that we have as well to lead the party. I, I, I agree. I think we should be bringing in more independence, not sacrificing parts of ourselves. But yeah, maybe don't m- make the crazy person the leader of your party. It's the interesting thing about this poll is that they graph it out from 2018 to 2020 and to 22, and independents voting for Democrats went from 51 percent to 52 percent, down to 42 percent. So over time, the the independents are leaving the Democrat Party. However, the Republican side isn't gaining. They've just stayed steady. 38 percent, 37%, 38%. That's what I'm saying. So these independents are no longer voting for Democrats, but yet they're not coming to Republicans either. And instead, they're just not voting. Uh, this is why I've made the case that, that I, I would call them less the independents as I would call them the politically homeless. Mm. Those that have been cast aside by a party that has gone incredibly radical and we can't reach out to them because basically the party is split between two large groups. The old ancient people are like, well, people really care about the economy and my stock portfolio. And it's like, okay, thank you, 1920s Monopoly man. And then the rest of the party is like, 
crazy populists who just say the most reactionary thing. They've got gay litter boxes in the schools. And it's like, oh, my God, we can't. I, can we just have like some actual liberty focused conservatism here? Can we please just like one small please sir, can I have some more? That's all I want. I can't have it. I'm stuck between someone's aging corpse and the crazy lady yelling outside of Walmart. I shouldn't have to choose. Hey, let's talk about what's going on with Disney. 18% of families incur debt just to go to Disney. And here's the thing. Uh, this is a survey done and they found that 87% of Americans have visited the theme park, whether it's in Florida or California. But 74% of these people uh, put it on the credit card and incur debt just for a few days in the most magical place on earth. I have been waiting for you to bring this part up for the entire show so far. Okay. I think. Well, you got a minute. Go oh, for okay. it. Adults who, obses- adults who are obsessed with Disneyland are mm-hmm. the most pathetic group of individuals on planet earth. Grow up. It is a park full of sweaty men running around in costumes, overcharging for food that isn't good, drinks that are horrible, and an entire experience that is the same cheap plastic rides and roller coasters that you could get at Kings Island. Quit spending your money on a company that hates you. It used to be for families. Used to. Now it's a luxury item. Yeah. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. That's Tony Kinnett. Good morning. Good morning.